0: Hey, good morning. It's Tuesday morning. Uh, I'm looking forward to starting today with our uh, our bookshelves uh, as we understand how scripture is put together and we understand the point for each part of scripture and each section of scripture and what it means to us and what it can teach us. Uh, so today, today we're going to look at, um, today we're going to be looking at um, the first books we're going to put on our bookshelves and that's going to be uh, the Torah. Uh, the book was called, the, the first five books of the Bible, um, the books of Moses, they're often called. Um, these uh, our first five books of the Bible are um, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Oh, by the way, I should have told you this yesterday. I'm I'm going to be using, for this overview, my preaching Bible. Um, this is the Bible that I preach from. It's my John Wesley study Bible. I love it. If if you were going to find a, a Bible that t- to read and to use as a comment, as a reading study Bible, I would really recommend the Wesley study Bible. Um, I love this Bible. Uh, mine's kind of beat up and kind of kind of broke, broken in. I, I like it because I really trust the notes. You know, as you know from a study Bible, study Bible is going to have two sections. You're going to have your written, your, your up here the top part, to be the Bible. This is the Word of God. Pay attention to this part. This is God's Word. The part here below, this is commentaries. This is somebody's educated opinion, somebody, somebody's interpretation. But this is not the Bible. Top part, Bible. God's Word. Second part, Theological notes. Usually pretty good. Some good stuff. The thing I like about the Wesley Study Bible is I really trust the notes of this Bible, probably more so than any Bible that I've ever used. So this is the Bible that I would recommend to you. This is the new revised standard version of the Wesley Study Bible. It's a great Bible. And I can't more I can't more fully recommend it. You can buy it from Amazon or Coxbury or Barnes and Noble or any, any our, our, our any bookstore, Christian bookstore probably can order it. Um, but I, I would really, feel for a good Bible to read, I recommend this Bible uh, completely and fully. So um, that's the Bible that I'll be using as we talk through these things and using for, for my uh, conversation. So um, uh, today, we're the first books on our bookshelf are going to be what's called the Torah, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the books of Moses, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. In the New Testament, there are two, relig- two of the main religious groups, the Pharisees and Sadducees. The Sadducees were the, were the temple priests. Um, they really only held to the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, as being truly inspired. Um, they they didn't believe the rest of the Old Testament had the same amount of authority as these first five books of Moses. Um, some people say that these books could almost be compared in Judaism um, to the Gospels. If the, if We we don't believe as Christians that the, and we'll talk about this week, we get to the Gospels, we don't believe that the Gospels are more inspired than the rest of Scripture, um, but we do believe that as the Gospels tell us the story of Jesus, they give us some special insight to the heart of God and who God is. So the Torah, these first five books of the Bible, um, they, they, um, they were the, called the books of Moses because it is. Um, There's a historic, historically true that Mo, it, it, it is Moses was the. the some people say Moses is the author. Others say God gave this to Moses. Um, so these books are these books. Some people say that God's the author. Of Moses. Well, I mean, I guess you could say for all scripture that God's the author. But um, these books are these these books were authored. By Moses, but not all of it. Like the end of the end of Deuteronomy, talks about Moses' death. So most likely Moses did not write the part about his own death. Um, these books give us the story that, that we're we Some people say God dictated these to Moses on the mountain. Um, a part of them, at least Leviticus and, and Exodus, particularly. Um, but uh, these these books tell the story of the Jewish people. Well, they, they tell the story. I talked yesterday about covenant. These, story, the, the, these five books start with creation, Adam and Eve. And we journey, particularly through Genesis, with many of the stories we know well. Adam and Eve, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, into Moses and Exodus. Probably to about to about chapter 20 of Exodus, it's pretty narrative. We're hearing these historic stories. We're hearing the stories uh, about... About Abraham and his call, and the birth of Isaac. We're hearing the call of Moses in Mo- in Exodus. We're hearing these stories that we know so well that we learned as Bible stories that our kids know. We're hearing these narrative histories. Um, that's the first first section of uh, 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 of, of of Moses and of um, uh, of the uh, first five, of, of, of of the Jewish people. But then we get to about Exodus 20, and we start seeing the law. We start seeing um, the law given in Exodus. And the law, once we talk about covenant, how God's a God of covenant for the people, the the, the, the law is the covenant relationship that God's going to have with the people. If you keep the law, you're going to keep the land. Remember, God promised Abraham that you're going to have a land and a people. And now we see as we approach the promised land in Exodus that God tells the people, if you keep the law, you will keep the land. If you don't keep the law, you won't keep the land. We're going to see this come into play later in the histories but because uh, they didn't always keep the law. We see what happened. And so we see that Genesis and the first 20 chapters of Exodus are the narrative history of the patriarchs and the, and the oldest people in Jewish history. Exodus and Leviticus are the story of the law. We see God give... The first generation, the law. These are this is how you're going to live in covenant together. This is how you're going to worship together. It's how you're going to live together. This is how you're going to be in community together. This is how you're going to organize your life. So Exodus and Leviticus are the stories of how the life is organized together, how the worship is organized together, how families and communities in the nation are organized together. So the first part is going to be the narrative history of the of the Jewish patriarchs going to Moses. Then Exodus to Leviticus is the law. Then Numbers. Numbers is a census. It's a, it's a collection of the sentences of, of what the people are doing. Um, you know, in, in Numbers is... Number, one of my professors in seminary used, seminary used to always say, Numbers is the saddest book in all the Bible. Because you see Numbers start and the people are getting ready to go, in to eat, to go into the Promised Land. Uh, that's the Numbers, the census, that the, the, the gathering of the people. And the spies go over and they say that the land is good. And they, they report back and the people get scared and they don't go. And Numbers begins with such, such optimism. That they're gonna go and possess the land, and it ends tragically. With the people wandering for 40 years. So numbers, so first first part, narrative history, second part, law. Numbers is kind of that pivotal moment of disobedience and failure and the punishment. With the first generation that entered out of that that left Egypt on the Exodus dies away. Then you have Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy means the second giving. Deuteronomy basically is the law again. Leviticus is where the law is given. Deuteronomy, much of the law is given again. And there's some, some different things that are different and some, some different parts. And so Deuteronomy is not a word-for-word word repeat and repeat, remake of Leviticus. But there's a lot of repetition of the law. And why is that? Well, Deuteronomy is called the second giving. The law is given again. Why? Because remember in Numbers, that the first generation dies away. So in Deuteronomy, the law is given again to the children. This is where the law becomes theirs. This is where they take the law and make it their own. So it isn't just that the parents are given the law in Leviticus. Now the children are given the law, and the children are supposed to accept it as well. So the law now goes from being just that of the parents to that of the children. I think it's a very important thing because God doesn't... There's no saying God doesn't have grandchildren. He only has children. That It wasn't just enough that the parents... Would accept the law in the promised land. I don't know the other way to the promised land. Now the children must accept the law as they come into the promised land on their own. So Deuteronomy is the second giving. That's why there's two Ten Commandments. We see it in Exodus. We see it in Deuteronomy. Uh, we see an emphasis in Deuteronomy upon teaching the children because that it has the great passage the Shema in Deuteronomy six. Hear, O Israel: Lord your God is one. You shall teach this to your children. You shall bind it upon your heads, upon your, your, your on your doorpost. You shall. You know, love uh, Lord your God, you know, we see this notion of teaching established within Deuteronomy. So Genesis to Exodus, that's the narrative story of the patriarchs. Middle of Exodus to Leviticus, the law, the covenant, how we live together. Numbers is going to be that pivotal moment of disobedience and sadness. And then you have Deuteronomy where the people, uh, where the children are given the law and they must accept it for themselves. These books are called the first five books, they're called the books of Moses, because Moses was given part of it on the mountain. He, he, he wrote the rest of it, and Joshua probably made some edits to it as well. But uh, these books are the most sacred books in all of Jewish history. Uh, as I said, some scholar, Jewish scholars would look at these books in the same way we look at the Gospels. Uh, they, they give us the distilled truth of who God is. And so it's important for us if we want to understand a lot of who Jesus is and how Jesus is formed, it's important for us to really understand these books of the Bible. So that's the first bookshelf is the the books of Moses. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Narrative history, the covenant of the law, the disobedience, and the second giving of the law as the children get the law as they come to the promised land. So uh, that's his first section of scripture, um, and tomorrow we'll pick up with other histories, and we'll talk about what that looks like. So, thanks for watching. If you have any questions about this, like so this is going to be a brief overview. We're not, you're not going to get a full history of all. I mean, you're not going to get a total understanding of the Bible. But I hope through the, we look at these bookshelves, you'll get a decent understanding of how Scripture is put together and what each part means. So, thanks for watching. Uh, tomorrow, we'll pick up with the histories. Uh, have a great day. See you tomorrow morning.